Welcome back to uh, The Encounter. Um, we're here with uh, Matthew, Giselle, Deborah, and uh, your server here, Danny. And today we're going to just conclude our the revelation of the cross, and it's going to be called the crucifixion. Uh, Matthew, please start with the, with the mountain. Okay, so um, we all know that Jesus was crucified, obviously. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, before that, before he was arrested, and um, when Jesus betrayed him, he went up to a mountain to pray, right? And... He said here, and I just think it's super beautiful, and it says, um, um, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. Right? And I think this part, like, of, like this verse, really just shows the human part of Jesus that sometimes we forget to remember about Jesus, that he was just like us. And imagine, like, us, like, knowing we're going to go up to the cross to die going through like all the torture all the mocking all of that and still being like even if like i don't want to do this but like if it's your will god let it be done like, right he knew to humble himself and that it wasn't what he wanted right right and i was gonna say that it's so crazy because um you know just just in the fact of what uh of what jesus was saying here like like he was scared you know like and if you continue reading that he says that he was you know um there's other versions that says that he was sweating blood just mm -hmm. just just imagine how crazy it is that that all through this cru crucifixion like and it's crazy because you know um he, i think i like the the fact of uh, how he asks and when it's very important because um we have to see that uh uh he didn't ask to pass up the cup in the middle of the trial but in the in the country, he asked before. So just in the crucifixion, like for example, when you're in the thick of it, when would you ask for help? When you're in the middle of it, right? Yeah. But he asked before, and this is honestly, this is something that we can we should see about the crucifixion that Jesus asked for the cup to be removed, and then it says, nevertheless, but my uh, it says not my will, but yours always be done in the AMP version. Uh, we we were reading we were reading that it says uh, but it always be your will and it's honestly beautiful because um, you know despite the fact that that he was worried despite the fact that he was um, uh, what's it called uh, just just in complete agony and I think he was uh, if I can you know say this he was very scared you know what I mean he was very very scared and uh, the way that the father answered him was not even through words. But by sending him a messenger that said, you know, pat it on my back, it's okay. You'll be, you'll, you'll, you'll be fine. Yeah, and honestly, <laughs> this is like one of the most heartbreaking moments for me. Well, it, all this, this whole story is heartbreaking for me. But like this, like especially because I could like imagine him like praying and like the angels there to like help strengthen him, right? And he's just like, no, I don't want to do this. But the angels like, no, like you have to like, and like uh, it's just so heartbreaking to me because like. Sometimes when we don't want to do stuff and we make a big deal out of it, it's a big deal to us. But this was a huge deal. Like, yeah. he was going to suffer. And that's why it's just so, like, it's, yeah, it's so sad for me to think. Yeah, and it's terrible. And I just always saying it before, remember that, that just so we can understand what's going on, like, 
like he took all the all the disciples with him, right? Yeah. And and and, and they were all just kind of like falling asleep and just kind of ignoring him. And uh, there's a version that I read to you earlier. Oh, that's uh, Luke two forty one, and he drew from them about a stone's throw, but he he wasn't that far. He was like a stone's throw, like where Layla's at, and yet. Nobody ever said, "Hey, let me console you." Hey, let me. Hey, how can I help you? And just imagine how uh, Judas's heart must have been, mm-hmm. knowing that he's crying because somebody's gonna do it. And he shot. Well, go Judas ahead. Wasn't, Judas wasn't there, but um, okay. But sorry, sorry. Was, he uh, wasn't there. The the other eleven went with him, and then from some some but of them the, stayed on the bottom. It says of the that mountain. disciples followed him. I know, but Judas had had to go get the Roman soldiers. Okay, okay, okay. So. Uh, there was like a, the 11 of them were there and then three of them went up to the mountain with Jesus and then he was a little further up the mountain than those, that small group that stayed in, on the top. But what I thought was so crazy was that um, <laughs> they're literally this close to him. They can hear him crying out. They can see him in agony. He wakes them up several times to like, and they see like the the horror that he's going through, like the agony, the pain, and everything, and they still fall asleep. They're so comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, they're so, so comfortable. Oh, yeah, like, he's been with them, they've been with him for three years, three oh years gosh. of their lives, nonstop, and they're okay with falling asleep to him crying. Yeah. Right. Like, how how could you even do that? If if that was me, I'd if somebody I care about is crying, I'm not going to go let them go in the corner by themselves and, you know, just... Yeah, just be sad by yeah, themselves. I would be, hey Jesus, like, like let me be with you, like let me comfort you, let me, tell me what do I do? What, how can I fix this? Yeah, and from like an opposite like viewpoint, like if I were like in Jesus' shoes and I saw like my friends, who I've been with for three years, and I'm like over here like, emo- like emotionally in like turmoil and Sweating like bullets. Yeah, and, <laughs> and they're just sleeping. I'd just be like, bro, what the heck? Like, right. <laughs> and but Jesus is so humble, he's so good. Oh my God. And the worst part is that he was crying because he's about to die for them. No, yes. Oh my God. <laughs> he's about to die for them and they're there sleeping. And it's oh. like, well, like what in the world is going on? Through Like how much harder would, did that make it for him to be like, okay, I'm willingly going to do this for yeah. you, even though you're sleeping right there. And we were talking about this earlier, but the craziest part about that before the night before or like that night is that that was the night that they had the holy supper right that they were all at a table and jesus says they like take take this is my bread this is my the my body the wine is my blood and then throughout this whole process jesus is telling them like oh oh one of you guys is going to betray me one of you guys is going to betray me like repeatedly he's telling them this and then the disciples are like, well, is it going to be me? Mm. Well, is it me? Is it me? Like, well, it can't be like, me. Like, nah, bro, yeah. it's not me. But, it, but, but is it me, though? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, we were talking about it, and we were thinking, if they never, if they didn't have the temptation to betray Jesus, they wouldn't even have asked, is it me? Because they would know it wasn't them. Right. So the fact that they, that Jesus was knew that they were tempted to betray him, knew that they, they had the thoughts to betray him and saw them didn't they didn't even care of all the turmoil that he was going through and still he says if if i must take this cup yeah. let your will be done and not mine yeah oh, sorry and quickly i just want to say like sometimes like we see this through the disciples and we're just like oh my gosh they're so terrible but sometimes that's us like when it says that they're sleeping as he's in turmoil sometimes we get so comfortable 
like being like oh jesus already saved us like right and we're just like even sometimes we're like oh maybe like i want to go back to the world oh sorry my voice is kind of really bad. <laughs> <laughs> you're back to being 15 huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, sometimes we're like oh like we want to go back to the world right and we sin every day and we and just like we forget jesus went through this and we get comfortable like them and we like like them they're sleeping right but sometimes we forget all that Jesus went through, and like for me, like I, I love this podcast because it was like a, a good reminder to me, Brandon. Like, yeah, uh, he just went through so much for us, and all through love, and like he didn't have to do it, but he still did it for us, and it's just so good. You know, I was gonna tell you that it's it's crazy that you guys were saying that they like, during the Mount Olives and everything, and and it's it's crazy that that when he finished praying, he went to his followers and he found them asleep, worn out from grieving imagine so just look look so look what happens when when a trial happens right like like you almost want to fall asleep from being sad and then he gets up and says why are you sleeping i imagine that it wasn't a question it was more of like a yelling question saying like get up and pray for strength against temptation and and i was wondering i was like why was he because the first the first and twenty two thirty nine it says that he took them there to pray against what a strength against temptation but when he prayed I guess they were all going through their own little temptations, but he didn't ask them to pray for their own temptation, for temptation in general, because the temptation of him to say, I don't want to do this anymore, right? Like, I like this life. Yeah. So it's crazy that he says, get up, get up, because you have to help me pray about what I'm going through. And that's exactly, uh, exactly right after what came through. Judas came with other people and he kissed them in the cheek and then everybody knew that, uh, that it was Jesus. I love that you're mentioning this because now like this, I have this new thought because Jesus was the only one who didn't fall asleep and sleep we know of is death and sin. Jesus was the only one who didn't fall to death because of sin and his disciples did. But there was no sin. Okay. Yeah. There was no sin, but like figuratively, like they were praying because they didn't, because, because of temptation, but they fell asleep. What no, does that they mean? They were praying for temptation. For temptation. No, for tem for strength against temptation. Against temptation, that's what I'm saying. So if they fell asleep because they fell asleep, that means, figuratively, that means that the temptation won. Oh, yeah, because they're, they gave in to their, what they wanted to sleep on. I agree. What I like is that Jesus came and just shook them, right? Yeah. And then says, hey, what are you doing? And, and, and this, I like it because... We were saying like, oh, how can these friends be like that to Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. But remember that they were used to, uh, the disciples were used to, have, they were very uh, gimme, 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 and never give, 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 right? So they were That's more like, true. hey, I need this, and Jesus would supply it. Hey, uh, this, uh, you know, we can't pay the taxes. Hey, go out, get a fish, and the coin will be enough to pay for everything. So uh, just just for the, for the the starting of the crucifixion, you can see that, that the, these disciples needed the Holy Spirit to come. Like, they needed Jesus to die so they can start doing their own things, right? And and this is what leads me to, to my next, um, uh, to my next uh, uh, verse, which was the one that, uh, um, see, it's right here. The one that he says that, uh, uh, you know, that he's uh, he's getting taken and he's being, um, and they asked him for, uh, they, they tell him to, what's it called? To take, to give him, a, oh, here it goes. Matthew 27, 34. And it says, and then there were soldiers that gave Jesus some wine mixed with gall. And then when he tasted it, he refused to drink it. And I was, and I was sharing with you guys uh, earlier that, that, that this, this, this wine drink, uh, this drink, just because we're talking about drinks, right? Like the cup, uh, Father, if you take the cup from me, please uh, let it be your will. Uh, but in this cup, it says that he 
he tasted it and he he tasted like it was like a narcotic right it was mixed with myrrh and if you guys know what myrrh is it's like a thing that like kind of numbs your feelings and numbs your pain and it's crazy it's crazy to, it's crazy that that uh that that he says this and he refuses to drink this because it, he could have right he could have said dude I, I need this because I'm about to die and I need to I need to kind of feel like a little bit high and I need to feel like a little bit out of my body a little bit right now and instead he says no 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 he's almost saying like I don't want to feel half of this. I want to feel all of it. So my people, the Gentiles, the people that come before after me, can actually be free from everything, from everything that I feel. So it's beautiful. It's beautiful how he he refuses to drink this because he didn't refuse to drink every cup, right? The, the cup that the Father gave him was this one. He was... Forcefully <laughs> drinking it, right? And then we can see that this this cup, he said, he tasted it. He's like, no, if I'm not going to feel anything, give it back. And I love this this fact of Jesus because we were saying that, you know, he's so, he, he was willingly, he was willingly giving himself up in death. And not a slow death, but a agonizing death. Can I can bring up a verse? Yeah, um, please. Yeah, it's Philippians 2, 6 through 8. And honestly, this verse is so beautiful. It says, um... Who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. And uh, it just, it like really shows me like Jesus was God, right? And through all of like the, like the trial where they were like, oh, do you want Jesus or, or Barabbas to die? They chose Jesus over a murderer. And it's just like through all of that, he still decided, like um, you mentioned earlier, like he like stayed quiet. Like he humbled himself. He didn't like try to defend himself because he knew this was his cup to drink from. Yeah. And it's just so amazing to see how he humbled himself in a way where the most wrongfully accused like person, like him, he just stayed quiet. And he was just like, no, like this happens to happen. Like for my love for them. And as they were wrongfully accusing, those were the people he was dying for, and they were like accusing him and wanting him to die. And this is, and, and you know what's crazy that I, that I was just that I was just reading that in the place that they offered him this drink was called Golgotha, and which means the place of skull. And what does the skull typify? Death. Death, right? So when he was about to enter the place of when he was about when he was gonna go when he came to the place of his death instead of receiving something to kind of uh, make him feel a little bit easier and then uh, receive death a little bit easier he said no because if he didn't receive death completely then what he would be receiving would be half of what we needed to be free from and, and just just like just like you said right and what, what it, like even with the we were reading right with the with the pilates with the with the not pilates with the with sorry you know you know what i mean right but the, the guy that the guy that was judging him he was gonna leave him right there he says why aren't you you have nothing else to say yeah that's it that that is all you have to say and then he decided he was like this is all i have to say and like i was telling you guys that he spoke only a few times after this, right? After that, that's why he is uh, considered a lamb, right? Because if you guys know, have you guys ever seen like a lamb cry before he dies? No, Actually, really. they don't say much. They don't do much. They go like a meh, 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 meh. But after when you once you get them, they're done. Like that's it. 
and they stay quiet. And that's why there's a lot of like Prophet Isaiah says a lot that he's like that lamb that is taken to to the I don't know how to say matadero to the slaughterhouse, right? To the slaughterhouse, and the lamb is quiet, and the lamb is not saying anything. And you can you can continue like seeing it. Just submissive, like we'll yeah. Once once they're caught, they're just like, okay, I'm I'm done. <laughs> yeah, and, and you can you can even see it on like on the TikToks. Like, have you seen when they when they when they when they when they shave them? Like they're doing all the fuss before they catch them, and once they catch them, they flip them over, and they're just like, like they don't even try to run away. They don't try to do anything because yeah. they they know, they yeah. know that that's that's not that's not what it is. So it's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful you were saying that in this. You have something to say? One, no, one of the things that uh, you had mentioned earlier was that gall was made of myrrh, and yeah. myrrh, uh, when you study the Bible, is actually used for embalming which I thought was really significant because, you know, embalming basically means to preserve, right? And if Jesus had drank this myrrh to, to preserve his body, it would have defeated the whole purpose of him dying in the first place because he, his body had to be fully consumed uh, in, in, uh, in, the living, in the living holocaust in order for our sins to be paid. So basically... By saying no to the myrrh, he was saying no. My, I, I understand that my body has to be consumed. I can't preserve my body. I have to rid of it so that the so that God's glory can can be shown in this place. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And uh, what so what happened? So the, he comes off, and then uh, honestly, I love the fact when he speaks and he tells the uh, the people that were uh, crucified with him, right? He tells them, he says, uh, "Let me see." He saved him from death. They're gonna save him, and he tells them, you know, like uh, you know, forgive me because I've, I've I've sinned. The guy next to him tells him, and then he says, "I will see you in paradise today." Like I, like the few times that he opens his mouth, he says such beautiful things, right? And that's exactly um, what he was doing. And this guy. Honestly, I see I see like a few people that 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 ripped. Um, I don't want to say I don't say ripped, but they almost like took a blessing before its time. You know what I mean? And for example, and just in the in the gospels, we can see like for example the woman with the with the flow of blood. She yeah. took him right. She took it because he, she didn't have to ask for it. She took power from him. And the other one was the woman that we were talking about last time. I remember that uh, she says. Um, you know, heal my daughter, and she goes, "No, no, I'm not here for you. I'm here for uh, the Jewish people, for the for the people of Israel." Mm -hmm. And he says, "Yeah, but even the dogs eat the crumbs from from the master's table." So that's two. And then I, I can see, well, I can see a few more. But the one important is this guy that he ripped grace out of Jesus and he ripped mercy out of Jesus before he even had died. And, and that's why it's beautiful that when he opens his mouth, he doesn't say, "I'll see you in my kingdom," but he says, "I'll see you in paradise." So this guy. He didn't get complete, you know, salvation, but he reached a salvation to paradise. And, and it's beautiful because it just all this in the crucifixion and happens right before he dies. Isn't it say? Yeah. So actually, I studied all the, the things that Jesus said before dying. Um, the first one, uh, I mean, we didn't go over it, but I'm going to go over it really quick, uh, is in Luke 23, 43, I mean, 34, sorry. It says, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. And I thought that was so beautiful because he's literally just been raised on the cross he's in this excruciating amount of pain and agony and he's just like jesus like god forgive them <laughs> like he's not asking for himself he's not a, he's not like you know fighting for himself like get me off the cross like it's too much i can't anymore he says like forgive them because they're the ones who are committing a sin and they don't even know it like they don't realize that they're in so much ignorance and uh, that just like puts me in so much pain because ugh, like just thinking about the people 
who even us who we don't even realize or or uh, acknowledge the significance of Jesus's death because we're so close-minded and so an understanding we we just don't understand the, the the significance of Jesus' death. And sometimes we're like, oh yeah, Jesus' Jesus's grace covers everything. Oh, I don't have to worry about it because Jesus already paid for it. But we don't understand, like, look at the sacrifice that he had to make right. in order for this to happen. Yeah, and and, you, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Please, oh, please, please, finish, finish, finish. Because I was going to move to the next. No, no, I was, was going to say that, that just with this crucifixion, you can see that, um, for example, a few people a few people died incorrectly. And, and we can see in the Bible that, that the Father... Uh, being the all-powerful and all, all, you know, the all-powerful puppet master, right? We can say, yeah. right? Like he, he tries to give, he tries to give Israel so many chances, right? For example, he sends them John the Baptist, and what do they do with John the Baptist? They capture him and they end up killing him, right? And that's the father's first try, right? And then the second try would be Jesus Christ Himself. You know what I mean? He comes, he gives everything, and yet, and how does he? How does how does he die? Forgive them, because they do not know what they do. And the last, uh, the last try that we can see is because I'm gonna tell you guys right now. And the last try we can see is uh, Stephen. Is Stephen takes a whole chapter of Acts and he's speaking to the Pharisees and he's not only speaking to them, he is whooping them, and he said he starts from Abraham. And he tells them, you have been sitting, you have, you have been saying no to Christ since the beginning. And, and uh, it's, crazy that, it's crazy that when he does this, because at the end of the day, when he's about to be uh, uh, stoned, and he's being stoned, what is, how does he end? How does he Same receive? He, for, he, he says, forgive them, because they do not know what it means. So they, they, don't, they don't know what, what, what they do. So, and then right after that, what happens? Paul's called. And, and it's beautiful that this happens because it's almost like saying, uh, the father says, I give you one try, I give you two tries, I give you three tries. And after that, okay, you guys can't do it? Perfect, then let me try with the Gentiles. And what is Paul sent to do? Try with, and from there on, after Stephen, after Stephen, who does, who, who for example, who uh, converts? The Gentiles. The Gentiles. And the first one that converts was that man in the cart uh, from... Uh, uh, Nicodemus. Uh, no. Nope, 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 nope. The, the guy in the cart. Oh, my God. X. If I'm not wrong, it's X. Yeah, I don't. Ethiopian? Yeah. yeah. Thank you oh, so much. Ethiopian. The Ethiopian. That uh, who's, the, who's the apostle? That, it's not apostle. Who's the helper? Um, Philip. Philip. Philip chases him down, and he's reading the scroll. So look, 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 look at the change. He wants everything with Israel the first three times with, with John the Baptist, Jesus Christ, and, and Stephen, right? He loves this. He wants to do this. But the last straw was what? Stephen. He was like, you killed another one of my holy ones? Sounds good. You're done. And the first one that converts, like he opens, like uh, Stephen was the last key of, of the crucifixion, we can say, right? The last key was Stephen, meaning, oh, you guys don't want it anymore? Perfect. I'm going to start going with the Gentiles, the Ethiopian. And the Ethiopian, um, some people say, so it was, this is not biblical, but there's like Danny Sauce said that he took the gospel and he took it to Ethiopia. And he and he and he started converting people there. And then what happens to Philip? Philip gets sent and he continues to get moved. And guess what happens? And then Paul comes along. And then he gets, and then what what does he do? He goes, No, no, you're not gonna teach people from from uh from Israel. You're gonna teach people that are Gentiles. And that's how he goes to Rome and he goes to a lot of people. So it's beautiful how there's uh that how this, you know, cruise cruise the first. Yeah, what I like about it is like the crucifixion does is not just is not just through 
through in Jesus, but it's in all three moments in this in this in this life because yeah in this exactly in this acts of the crucifixion like like it culminates like Jesus one is the most important of course right because yeah. he's our he's the God right he he is the he's the Holocaust but the the end of it was almost like saying like here I'm gonna give you one more try I'm gonna give it one more chance so you guys can see and it's beautiful that 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 you know the Father is so is so merciful but. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, because um, I only have so, a lot of points. Yeah, I do. Um, so going back to the things that Jesus said on the cross, uh, you had already mentioned this one, but it's in Luke twenty three forty three. It says, "I tell you today that you will be with me in paradise." And this is when uh, Jesus is sp is speaking to the um, the thieves that were on the cross with him. The significance to this is because um, I can see because Jesus was was judged by the Romans, right? So the ones that were on the cross with him were also Romans because there was their legal system, not the Israelite uh, legal system, the Roman uh, legal system. And um, so what I see here is that literally Jesus saying this begins the chapter of grace, like for all Gentiles, because that man was the first Gentile to be saved ever, right? Because before that, God's uh, treaty was with the Israelites, but with this man begins the entire act of grace. And Jesus literally says it. I tell you the truth today that you're going to be with me in paradise. Like he literally gives him grace and gives him this salvation and mercy that had never been available to him before. Right. And not only that, but the second thing that I see about this is that the fact that Jesus was crucified in general, because during that time, the most humiliating and degrading way to be killed was to be crucified. Like there was right. no worse way to be put to death during that time period. Like if you were, if you were on the cross, that's because you were somebody to be humiliated. Right. And so it, it just the fact alone that he was crucified just shows that Jesus went through the worst of the worst things. Like not only the worst pain, not only the worst, um, you know, affliction, the worst humiliation for us. That to wow. me is just crazy. Like the fact that he willingly did this. And then the, th the third thing that Jesus says, um, well, I don't know if you guys want to add anything before I move on. No, go ahead. Okay. The third thing that he says is uh, in John 19, 26 to 27, Jesus says, Jesus, when Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, dear woman, here's your son. And to the disciple, here's your mother. And here again, we see like Jesus wasn't worried about himself. He wasn't concerned about what was going on with him. He's like, Oh, let's take care of my mom. Let's take care of my brother. Like, let's make sure that they're going to be okay after I'm gone. Like, who does that? Like, I'm here dying and I'm worrying about the people around me being okay after I'm gone. Like, and, the, and the same people that, that, that betrayed him, the same people that persecuted him, you know? Yeah. His family. His family called him, you know, mm -hmm. crazy. Go ahead. And then... um the next thing that Jesus says is, uh, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And this is in Matthew 27, 46. And honestly, this moment is so pivotal because in this moment, Jesus experiences the, the way that it was explained to me is like, so Jesus is uh, one of the facets of, of God, right? The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. For all of eternity, he was Father, Son, and Holy Spirit always together but in this moment he had to take on the full 
capacity of our sins and mm. sin separates us from God. Mm. So in this moment he had experienced the worst loneliness that anybody could ever imagine. Like he was completely 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 alone because why? Because if he was sin, he couldn't be with God. He couldn't be close to God. And in that moment he takes all of our sin and says, I'm willingly going to separate with somebody that I've been with, been a part of for all of eternity for you. Mm. And, can, I, can I say one thing? Yeah, go yeah. ahead. And it's, it's just so crazy because knowing every day we sin, and Jesus knew this, and he knew that his children, like us, we would sin every single day, and he still decided to take on like a human form, die for us go through all this pain for us and uh, i like i like this verse from isaiah it says um it's isaiah 53 5 it says but he was wounded for our transgressions he was crushed for our wickedness the punishment for our well-being fell on him and by his stripes we are healed so every single pain and thing that he did was to give us a benefit so like it says like by his stripes and like wounds we were healed like everything that he went through all like the the lashes that he went is for our healing so and it's just oh, it's so crazy that you know you know it's crazy that that just with what he said, like read it, if you read a little bit more, they were all thinking they were calling Elijah, like they still did not <laughs> understand who he was, and and it's crazy because uh, it says on for example on twenty seven forty it says immediately one of them ran and took a sponge and soaked it with sour wine and put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink right I remember what we were talking about that right and if you go to Psalm sixty nine this is this is what you know the king King David says it says. They, uh, quotation marks, I'm reading the AMP version, Self, self-righteous self hypocrites also gave me gal. Remember where we found gal? Oh, yeah. yeah, sorry, gal. Uh, poisonous and bitter for my food. And for my thirst, they gave me vinegar to drink. So, he, so like, like I said, this all had to be done so he can forgive hypocrites. He can forgive self-righteous people. And if you don't know what self-righteous people is, the people that think that, oh, I'm just too holy. Please don't talk to me and don't look at me. And, 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 and it's, it's honestly, I just don't even know what to say anymore. Like, because it's so crazy with how he, how he says, I'm thirsty. And the first people that run to him are the people that put him up there. <laughs> Like it, it, it's, and, oh my gosh. and it just just let's put it into the spiritual part, right? Isn't that what happens still today? People worship him. People worship him in the same people that damage his own body. So check this out, people, people, uh, and I come, I come, I put myself in this, in this every, everywhere, everyone. People talk, for example, bad about their brothers and sisters, hurting the body of Christ. And then they come worship him. And then they come and say, oh, God, you know, uh, forgive my sins. And they don't even want to forgive the brothers, their brothers' sins. Yeah, and it looks them. like from us reading this, from our point of view, to the disciples and like all the Jews and the Romans, it's just like, bro, they're so ridiculous. This yeah. is Jesus. This is God. And we do exactly and we the same do thing. Yeah. Every day. And, it's, oh. it's and he so still died for us. And it's just so crazy. And, and honestly, bro, you hit it right in the nose, right? What happens? This is what happens. This is what happens. What you just said. We feel like, oh my God, these people are so are so ridiculous. How can how can they do this to? And yet, that's exactly what we continue exactly what to we do, do with them today. Of course, now we do it spiritually, right? Because if you saw Jesus healing, yeah. I'm sure you wouldn't take uh, you wouldn't do the same thing. But that's why, that's what we have to learn. And now everything is spiritual. We have to see that the way. Excuse me. I have, may have had maybe a little bit too much coffee. But the the way that we have to understand this is is that when we come. 
And, and after, and when we come to God, we have to come clean. Not, and I don't want you guys to say that you guys are holy, but like you have to try, come and say, God, look, I'm sorry for my sins. Like you forgave me already, but 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 I know I'm a sinner. I know you already died. Let me let me let me come to you cleanly. And like like it says right here, not selfish, not self righteous people, not people that are hypocrites, but people that are true. And that's what God wants, right? He wants to choose with with uh, with what when you come up to him, right? Can you give one more verse? Sorry. Yeah, please, um, please. It's a like Galatians two twenty. It's um I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. And I just think, like, sometimes sometimes we, like, complain to ourselves, maybe, or, like, to God, that we have to, like, go through all this stuff, all these trials to, like, change and, like, do all that. But, like, he died and did all that physically so that we would have the opportunity to just do it, like, us, like, spiritually, right? So we don't have to, like, die for real. Like, we just have to die to ourselves. And I think that just that opportunity alone is just so beautiful that we get to like do that change within us right but he actually had to do all that physically yeah. and that would be like a hundred times worse he gave us like the easy route mm. basically and it's just you know you know what you call that it's called the trouble trouble-lazing. you know what troublezing is or no no so for example uh, uh for example your parents are troublezers. why because uh whether you like it or not you came from a Latin country, right? Like like a, like a Central American <laughs> yeah. or or a country, right? So by them coming here and giving you a home oh, here a and giving you papers, they already gave you a lot to work with. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And that's the they they opened the way, even though they haven't opened all the way, right? But they you know, okay, this is how I'm supposed to do it now. You know, now what Jesus did was that it was that that he opened the way, and he that's what it says that he ripped the veil. He opened the veil. He he opened a new way so we can have complete communion uh, with 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 the Father. Okay, but I think guys, we reached we reached no no I, that's it because we reached like literally 30 35 minutes. So um, guys, God bless you guys. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in into the Redeem podcast which is the encounter don't forget to follow us and remember that we're out every wednesday not out like out and about but out like with the new podcast every wednesday at 4 p.m god bless you take care and see you next time god bless